Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is loneliness. You haven't talked about how I say the intro in a minute. Oh, it's are been, you, are you, it's feels been good? lukewarm. Sorry, it's been room temperature. Not jarring in any way. <laughs> It's been the Goldie Bear, uh, the, the Goldie, Goldie, the perfect porridge. It's been the Goldilocks. Well, that's uh, a nicer bed. way to say it. Lukewarm. I, that's why I tried to, but I just meant like it, it flows fine. I did, it wasn't too hot, too cold. Nothing. Just right. Just right. No notes. No notes. Okay. I love that. You, you'll know when I have notes. Oh, I know I will. You hear the notes. I bring the notes too. I'm not noting down. I like how you also give me the notes during the podcast. That's so like all we, the listeners we, get. It's an interactive experience. Exactly. We're all about being <laughs> honest and open here. You're in the production room with us, really. Exactly. And if We're, you are on Patreon, you get really, to see it all on video. Yeah. I will say that we get comments all the time on TikTok People being like, okay, I love this podcast and this came up on my For You page and I listen all the time, but seeing you guys on video is like a next level experience because I feel like people don't realize how much we emote. Yeah, we're And very... like, I'm such a hand talker and you are you. You are I, I would giving say, looks. I would say I give eyes. I mm. give a lot of like a, a gape mouth. Yeah. Um, I You're don't, gagged a lot. I'm gagged. Well. I don't move my like forehead or eyebrows because I cannot anymore <laughs> thanks to my doctor thank so you. that's a great thank you Dr. Jolene for the, for the video content <laughs> and this episode is brought to you <laughs> by Botox so yeah if you want all the episodes on video then head to at I can explain podcast on Instagram click the link in the bio and there is the Patreon right there. And then you can watch us on video. Absolutely. Love that. Um, oh, also, wherever you're listening, make sure to follow, subscribe. Follow us, too, at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. And there's other excited stuff for the podcast on the Patreon. There's the Discord mm-hmm. where, um, spoiler alert, or past spoiler alert, I'm in the future now. And I'm <laughs> thinking that since last episode... People have probably come for me about the Swifty. Oh, stuff. You, you're. You I'm, gotta I'm, let it happen. Naturally. I'm timely. You're getting ahead. Of I'm time it. leaping. Yeah. Okay. Um. We'll see. We'll follow up. Are you spiraling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also I have to kick this episode off by begging you to give me your fucking and, money. Yeah, literally try help me support my next film. I'm fundraising for it right now. Are we far enough in the future that it's done though? No, I think it's still happening. Okay. Because I think I fundraise <laughs> till December 10th. Oh, this, yeah. Well, I think there's 37 days left. Okay. So I think we're still there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely still there. Yeah. Duh. Um, anyways, this is a corny thing to say. I said this last time, but every fucking dollar helps. And I like actually, I fucking need you to give me money. It's better what you said, though, because people say every penny counts. And that, I would say, is a little stretch. That's a stretch. I don't want a penny. Yeah, no. You know, pennies are expired in Canada. They <laughs> expired. They don't count. They're just like, fuck That's off true. with your pennies. Yeah. I had a dream about pennies Did the other you? night. Yeah. Somebody literally gave me like a handful of pennies. Whoa. And I was so confused. Wait, I've got to look this up because I love dream stuff like that. Do you think it's specifically handful about pennies coins. or coins in general? I feel like dream someone gave me coins might do it. 
dream loose handful of coins. <laughs> oh, Pornhub.com. Perfect. Um, okay. While coins are worth less than paper money, dreaming of someone giving you coins indicates that you will soon be coming into a significant amount of money. It can also symbolize good luck. Wow, slay. Thank you for giving me those pennies then, whoever did that. Okay, and also, this may depend on the specific person giving you the money. Did did you recognize them? Okay. Um, One possible meaning is you feel that this person wants to support you in your endeavors. If you dream of a stranger giving you money or someone that you do not know, it could mean that you're open to receiving rewards in unlikely places and that you're open to new possibilities. Are you open to to that? Receiving rewards. That's so brave of you. I'm I'm honestly open to receiving money from anywhere. from From anyone. You're, at any time that's amazing it's something i've been working on <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny it's like why do they think that you need to hear that it's amazing you're open to rewards and any opportunity reward. and money from Whenever, anyone wherever <laughs> you're like holy shit i must have turned over a new leaf <laughs> i'm like oh, that was a big one for i've me. always been closed off to <laughs> that the rewards <laughs> i've always personally been open to that which is why i'm saying give me your money for my film <laughs> yeah jokes aside because you want didn't have that dream. to make this film. I did not get this fucking dream. Mm-hmm. We're fundraising. There's lots of cool rewards. My personal favorite reward is the $25 tier for the virtual premiere. Because like I said, when the film's finished in a few months, if it gets made, if it gets funded, then we're going to do the virtual premiere. Um, or if you're local to Vancouver, there's local Vancouver premiere tickets as well. And then it won't be available publicly on YouTube for like six months to a year after that. So if you want to see it right away, get in there, folks, get in there. Really appreciate you. Love you so much. And if you can't donate, I I get it. Maybe Um, I appreciate it. I woke up too early Mm. and I was getting coins in my hand. And then you had a gun to my head and I was dumping them into yours. (laughs) That seems more, that seems more more logical. Yeah, Yeah. that does. That does seem more reasonable. Five stars, five stars only loneliness. (laughs) Loneliness. Are you feeling lonely? Um, I don't know. I think I am feeling lonely. Oh, but I think there's a lot of loneliness going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think, um, in just like a lot of aspects of my life. Okay, I would say. Okay. Um, the most glaringly obvious is that I'm single, mm. which I think is loneliness in its own sense. Yeah. But I think this time feels different being single. Okay. Because of how aggressively unsingle everybody else in my life is right besides maybe i know two single people and they're both gay men which let's spot a pattern here (laughs) all the gay men do i know any single lesbians sure don't that's true because i do feel like the last few single stragglers on the women loving women side oh i do know a single lesbian sorry oh i do know one Mary. Oh, yeah, that's also sad. And somebody should go fucking marry Mary because Mary's she's the great. best. I literally Honestly, love her. Whoever gets to marry Mary is so lucky. Like the fact that Mary is single right now is a travesty. I'm going to be bold and brave and say, I'm in love with Mary. No, I agree. Should mm-hmm. I, I marry Mary? Should, I think it, it's, <laughs> not a, it's not you know about it. Is? There's just something about her. There's something. <laughs> You know what's so sad? I didn't get that joke enough that I was about to make the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's something about Mary thinking that I was making I know. the fucking I'm always joke a step right, ahead over of my, you. right over my fucking head. Um, yeah, so you're single. So I'm single. Um, this happened previously mm-hmm. that I was single. I'm rarely single. 
Yeah, you are a serial dater. This, I would say, honestly, is the longest I've been single. Probably, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. besides, like, childhood. Usually and, you go like, through a breakup and then, like, two months later you got a thing going on. Yeah, post-gay, this is the longest I've been single. Oh, yeah. Post-gay. Totally, for sure. Pre-gay. How long has times. it been since you've been single now? Oh, God. It was February. <laughs> some March. Whoa, that long ago? Yeah. There is no way. Yeah. Whoa. Time is also rapidly losing. Okay, so February, March. February is two. April, May, June, July, August, And it was like the week of Valentine's Day, so it's it's been exactly nine months. Holy shit. That's the longest time for me. So That is long for you, like really long for you. I know. I agree. So I've been single for a few months before, and... The last time, mm-hmm. funnily enough, that I can think of it, um, I, in that single period, went to a wedding venue with two of my friends that were getting married. Yes. And that made me feel incredibly single. Mm, and weddings same, always do that. The same thing happened, that I happened to be single at another good friend's wedding, and I felt incredibly single. Yeah. It's just really weird being single in this um this like part of life yes. that everybody seems to be getting married, mm-hmm. settling down, having right. kids, trying to have kids and some yeah. weird like science, like science experiment. It's <laughs> like a volcano or yeah. something. I just, I was told I have to sit on top of a volcano. And <laughs> have the best. Yeah. I think that's how it happens. Yeah. A stork might come down or yeah. something. Oh my God. A I stork wish. comes out of the volcano. <laughs> right up my pussy. <laughs> I'll take it, honestly. Probably cheaper than way any other cheaper. way. <laughs> I'm getting paid for that. I don't think you have to pay 30 grand for the stork of the, of the volcano. No. Um, but yeah, I just like feel like there's been a lot of things mm-hmm. that are telling me to be lonely. But I'm not really sad about my loneliness, which I think is a, an important part of this. Yeah. See, here's my thing. Like, Maybe I'm not a good enough friend in the sense of... I feel like I've always chalked you up to be this like wildly independent person, despite always being a relationship person. Right. I feel like you're kind of a walking contradiction in a way. And I don't mean that in a shady way. Okay. In the sense that anyone else in my life that I've ever known that is a relationship person. Yeah. That is like right out of a relationship into the next always seems to have a thing going on. Drag me, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a bit of a drag. Um, they also tend to have certain traits where, you know, maybe they're mildly codependent. Maybe they like, you know, you haul it quick. Yeah. They like really mesh their lives. They don't hang out separately. They don't, it's like right in, you yeah. know, all the way in. And I feel like because you are the type of person that despite always being dating and having someone, you always keep them far enough that it doesn't, I don't equate you as that person in my mind until I think about it until yeah. I'm like oh right he's always had someone and so much so I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about this oh, great. <laughs> and I said I said to her I was telling her about one of your dates or something I think this is like a month or two ago yeah and 
she was I was like yeah and like I'm really proud of Sean because I feel like he is being like picky and choosy in a way that I feel like he hasn't been in the past and I feel like he deserves all those things yeah. and and she was like she was and I, I I think I said something along the lines of because he's always one of those people that is just like this person's good this yeah. person's a good person and I like them enough that like let's just dive in he's a very big relationship person and Julia's like what are you talking about like Sean's never in a relationship and I was like no ever since we've known Sean he's been in a relationship and there's been multiple of them she's like no he's only had like one boyfriend so she literally like couldn't grasp it yeah and I was like no and I started listening and she was like <laughs> holy fuck she was like you're right uh, yeah. and it's so weird because I think people like, when the lineup comes out yeah, and I think people like forget about it almost because you are independent yeah you don't live with those people um, which is fine, but you also like you have your routine. You're very like routine oriented. Yes. You go to work, you go to the gym, you do your after you get home from work, you do your gaming, you do your make your dinner, you do your laundry. All those things. <laughs> you seem do the so, make your dinner. <laughs> yeah, they seem so separate from a partner. Yeah. That I. Oh, I'm sure that's part of the issue. I'm sure my therapist would <laughs> really tired. But I just together. never like. I think that maybe because of that, and you can tell me. Like, am I not checking in on you enough as a single person like am i not being a good friend i'll follow up on that i would say recently the things that have made me feel the most single yeah are and this is kind of a drag to our friends yeah um which wish them all the best glad, <laughs> glad you're happy um i would say you're the least part of it yeah and what has made me feel the loneliest recently which yeah. once again i'm not sad about my loneliness currently no so you're just aware. I'm just aware of it. Yeah. I, it, I, it makes me think like, oh, I'm like not with somebody or oh, mm, I'm not this. Yeah. Um, is we've been out recently at clubs mm, or something yeah. and everybody fucking leaves partnered up because they're going to go spend the night with the one they truly cherish and love. Yes. And that has made me feel lonely. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm not like I don't have importance in some people's lives in a weird way. I totally get not that. Not like I think they like hate me or anything. No it's not it's not it's never with malicious intent. Yeah. But I do think that there are certain friends that you become very aware that they're the types of people that when they get in a relationship yes they are going to be a different friend to you. Which I think is probably more shocking to me because yeah. I'm not like that. Uh-huh. You know? See, that's a good point. Everything I just said, like, I don't feel like you adjust. Yes. So probably I, <laughs> in a bad way too. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I call it a bad way. Yeah, you just like your own independence and stuff like that. I do too. Yeah. But I think that, um, because of that, I don't notice the shift. Like some friends, it's like, Oh, they got out of a relationship. So now they're going to want to go out with me. Now they're going to want to hang out. They're going to want to go dancing. They're going to want to, um, you know, have solo dinners, just me and them, all these things. And then they get in a relationship and that's kind of like gone. Yeah. Right. Um, which I think I'll put it on record is wildly unhealthy. I think if you don't continue to make solo time with your friends, without your partner if you assume it's always a couple's thing I, I don't personally think that's a healthy way of being and I think I show that like For I sure. feel like I'm very like I'm equally as obsessed with my relationship as I am aware that I need my own time and friend time Agreed. and also want to still like party and go out with friends and do all the things that I would maybe do when I was single yeah and I feel like you're similar in the sense that like you don't adjust mm-hmm. so I don't like 
notice. I'm not like, oh, I wonder how Sean's doing because I'm like, to me, externally, the routine seems the same. It is the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, for better or for worse. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like also holidays are accentuated because even the most boring relationship fuckers like the most boring of the bottom of the barrel in the summer at least want to do some like group camping or some shit totally you know then winter hits and they like all like hide into their fucking little caves yeah and i feel like that is i could see it being hard being single during the holiday season because there's so many things that just like call for like coupleness Uh, everything calls for coupleness yeah yeah which is like really annoying yeah. I mean, holidays have never been like that big for me because holidays are so family focused mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, but I do agree. I think for a lot of people that is really hard. I have a tip for people that might be listening that are feeling that way. Whether I'm you're listening. in a relationship <laughs> or out of a relationship. For example, during the holiday season, me and our mutual friend Carson painted pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was funny because we were kind of like laughing at ourselves that we were doing like a very datey coupley thing. Right. Just the two of us. Like it wasn't a group activity. And we like, I like got a bottle of wine and I did the charcuterie thing and we painted these pumpkins. And I think it was when you were in LA with your better friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways. <sighs> so hard for me to think Decompress. about, but yeah. Um, and, when he left, I just thought that was so nice. Like it's such a good reminder to date your friends and in a platonic way. Like, I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean like take the time, regardless how long you've been in a relationship to not just do like group things all the time, always with your partner. Every fucking couple has been there. And I think this is something that we've touched on before that is a trap for queer people in general because they don't have the outs of like, it's girls night. It's guys night. It's a boy's trip. It's a girl's trip. It's the one time I think that the gender binary, the non-existent gender (laughs) binary, but the perception of one actually helps relationships because people get like a guilt free in their mind time without Without their partner. Weird layers to it. Yeah. Without any like, Oh, I'm not invited to this one or like, Oh, I would I would have liked to go with that. My girlfriend called oh God, me. She's so annoying. So so clean. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. It's my god independent I'm, thank time. Thank God I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> um that I think like people need to remember that when you're in a queer it's such a dream to have a queer group like a queer community. Yeah. Right. And when you have it, like you want to always be around everyone. You want to include everyone in that because we don't go by like some made up gender binary. And because we're not like dealing with the social constructs, it's just like everyone's welcome. And like, we're all here. And like my partner's my bestie. So like, I'm going to bring them to everything and we never go anywhere without each other. And the unfortunate part of that is that you don't actually get like deep moments, friend to friend. Yeah. Which is one thing I miss about the more heterosexual structure of relationships. Like, I kind of miss that. Like, I remember being in high school or even early college and it would be like me and like a few of my 
I can't say girlfriends makes me sound like one of those old women that say girlfriends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my, like a few of my friends that were girls Yes. and their boyfriends would be going to the same party, but we would have our own separate pre-drink and like get ready and listen to music. And it would be just a fun connection time. Right. And well, then you were all, trying to fuck all of them. But. I, was, I was also actually actively <laughs> fucking all of them, but <laughs> But it was fun. It was a great connection time. Um, and it just like, I don't know. It just, I guess I just fucking like this stupid thing. I just made, like, when I think back to those moments, I'm like, I kind of miss that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I miss those moments where it's like, you obviously love your friend's partners. And in a lot of cases, you love your friends with both the partners, both halves. But it's really nice and refreshing when you also get the separate time. Yeah. Like something I love so much about our podcast is we just get to talk to each other. And before and after the fucking garage band is rolling, <laughs> our high level uh, audio that, engineering yeah. equipment is rolling. The hundreds of thousands of audio equipment are kicked into action. Yeah. We get like solo time to like catch up and like talk about stuff. And I love that. And then when I had this like friend date with Carson and we were doing something that was like stereotypically very like datey that yeah. you might not usually do with a friend, it was such like a cute little thing. Totally. And I think whether you're in a relationship or single, making time to like nourish your friendships and date your friends in a way is I think is so really important. important. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think people do that enough. Do you want to date me? Yes. Do you want to date me? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get, go to the pig party and here we are. Also, we have to, we have to release the news. You didn't go to the pig party. Yeah. I, I, that's, I don't think that's news to anybody that listened. It was, it was news to me. Well, it's news to me. I thought we were going to have insider, pig info all i wanted was a pig count i wasn't asking for anyone's right. personal information a pink to pig ratio comparison. yeah i just wanted you to go around with like an old school clip clipboard not invading no, any just privacy one of those, uh, oh just a clicker like a door, the door clicker. entering clicker no no i'm gonna move it back no i do I want the clipboard hand. one is pink one is pink no I do like the clipboard okay. because I want it to be like a tally. You want a tally. I like the moment of you walking around like totally like just normally dressed in like a flannel and jeans. Everyone else is in BDSM gear and you just have a clipboard and no one knows what tally it is that you're doing, but you're just tallying. And I'm tapping people and then they turn around and I said, okay, I, just, I was just, che- I was just checking for a snout. Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I saw Please you were. I saw your pink behind. Yes. And I needed to see if there was if a, snout a snout attached. Where do you draw the line at pink or pig? Snout, curly tail. I would say if they have any of the pig um, components, ears. I would say even just ears, you are still a pig. You're still on the clipboard. If you just the pig have, if you're wearing all pink but you have a little curly tail, that's a pig. That's a big baby. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? Some of these parties, that might be the only angle people are seeing. So Exactly. Or the rest got need. fucking rocked off of them already. <laughs> I am upset that you didn't go. You knew I wasn't going to go. I had a little bit of hope. Yeah. I thought, you know, because there was a glimmer. I knew you weren't going to go on the last episode we filmed about it. Yeah. But the week before, I thought it was enough time for you to schedule it up in your mind. You know what is funny? What? I, on a dating app, talked to somebody whose friends went. So maybe I should <gasps> I should follow up. And ask how and many pigs ask, there were. Hey, could you ask your friends what the pig ratio was? Estimate on pigs. Estimate what what were the three houses made of? 
<laughs> because we're assuming that they're just Straw, the traditional materials. Brick. What's but the one could have just been like cum. <laughs> Not the cum house. <laughs> The cum house. Jesus. <laughs> That's where I fucking draw the line. I'm about to kink shame up in here. Hard to blow down because it's already just a puddle. <laughs> oh, no. I was picturing like stiff, like jerk off rags compiled oh, into a home. Like the. Which I do think would be a good building material. Very sturdy. Cum blanket. Yeah. <laughs> you could snap one in half. Literally. Uh, bridesmaids. Um. <laughs> Um, you know what else has made me lonely, <laughs> lonely. recently? <laughs> cum rags. <Yeah. laughs> you just look into the cum rag like, afterwards and you're like, this I is have getting to peel another one off. <laughs> I realize that I'm in a home made of cum <laughs> rags and I think maybe it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. Time to get on the apps again. <laughs> um one thing recently, mm-hmm. which I don't know how to approach this without making me seem like a uh, jealous piece of shit, but okay. I honestly mean it in the most loving way possible. <clears throat> okay. Something that has made me feel lonely, though, is my ex. Oh, yeah. This is the T. I was wondering if you Has this. a new partner. Wow. Which I've gathered because mm-hmm. I still follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And I genuinely, mm-hmm. this might sound fake, but I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, am like, happy for him yeah like I actually am Mm -hmm. but it is even being happy it's still a mind fuck oh a thousand I think that that I think you would be lying yeah regardless of how a breakup happens who initiates who doesn't if it's you know if you're if it's good vibes or not that doesn't really matter I think the first time you see your ex with someone you're like oh You'd be lying if you just scrolled past that story. You don't take note. Exactly. Of course, you're like, oh, that's who they're dating now. That's who they went for next. Interesting. Wonder how long that's been going on. It's natural human curiosity. Thank you. And I think especially since you're single. Well, (laughs) it's true, right? Yeah, no, totally. Because you're like, oh, okay. Like, I think if you're both in a relationship, again, it's easier. It's even easier to be like, good for you. It's still a good for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is like, interesting. What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah. It's hard not to immediately, even though you know it's irrational, draw on that comparison. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. I think that's so normal. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. This is your fucking tail, dude. That was. This is your pigtail. <laughs> I was like, it's not curly though. <laughs> uh, it's what were you going to say? Tail. I was just going to say that it's interesting because I think that something that didn't happen during the panorama mm-hmm. was running into exes. Right. Because obviously you are very selective on who you were surrounding yourself with, if anyone at all, probably wouldn't be an ex. (laughs) So it's not going to be an ex, right? Like it's like we literally for like two years straight and some months on either side of like wishy-washy up and down. Yeah. We're literally like on selective zooms with friends or where we live. Like you're allowed to have six people over to your house. Like I was thinking about that because Halloween just passed. I couldn't have even got all my exes to come over if I wanted to. (laughs) Six? That's like half of them. 
That's what I'm saying. You'd have to be so picky and choosing. <laughs> exactly. you include. They draw straws. <laughs> Who's coming in the cum house? <laughs> oh Not the cum house. I need that. To, I need that too. That can't be part of the lore. The cum house can't. It can't carry on. It can't. It's carried on. I will say if someone makes a meme of a cum house, I might post it just with no description. Just like, just like a, just like some towels stuck together in Me a house shape and anyone who listens will understand Sean's just sitting in the middle <laughs> like just a, just an extra towel in his hand ready to add to his ready to spackle a wall <laughs> oh, fuck can you stop playing fucking footsie with my mic Sorry, I was feeling flirty <laughs> ever since I wanted to date you yeah. um yeah so that didn't happen because I was thinking back to Halloween. I was saying, yeah, we literally went so far as a friend group that there was more than six of us that we literally had six people in one household, six people in another, and then zoomed between Zo- parties, zoomed, yeah. which is so crazy to think about now. Like what the heck was happening? Anyways, um, we're staying safe and doing our part. That's no, what I mean that, but it's just like, <laughs> no, what universe were we in? Yeah, this was happening. Like what? Anyways, um, you, you truly, unless you made a very serious point of trying to meet up with someone or hang out with someone because you really genuinely wanted Mm -hmm. to or missed them you were not going to see people no it just like didn't happen and even so much so is that when you were out and wearing masks i feel like people were just trying to like keep their space with people and even if you kind of like saw someone from afar you kind of knew like no one was going up and saying hi to people everyone was keeping their space the good old days yeah honestly (laughs) flawless And then in the last few months, I have run into, first of all, so many of my exes. Yeah. Second of all, so many of my friends' exes. Yeah. And it's such a trip because I literally went from like feeling like, I guess I'll genuinely never see that person again. Because people that, being like, oh, I'll see that person every weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what's going to happen now? Yeah. Because I literally think that there was like a time frame there where if someone broke up with someone it genuinely felt like they died Yeah, because you were just like, there's no chance that I'll run into you or happen to see you. So I guess you're just like gone, gone. from the life now. Like that's Bye. how it felt. Right. <laughs> and then now like I saw your ex just from afar. Oh yeah. You just did. from afar. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is this new? No, that was old <laughs> in the summer. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I just saw your ex. And I just, it was wild to me because I literally in my mind was like, will I ever see this person again? (laughs) And I was like, oh, you still like exist. Like that's so trippy. And then this past weekend, I ran into another of my friend's exes that broke up right before the pandemic. Literally. Like right before. Like I swear the pandemic. Might have started it. Might have started it. The pandemic news was dropped like midnight of the day they broke Mm -hmm. up. I swear to God. And because it's been like years i literally was like i will never see that person again that's how it felt and then i ran into them it was like seeing a fucking ghost yeah i was like oh you exist still they are kind of spooky too (laughs) (laughs) who your ex no (laughs) the other one i don't think the other one's spooky Mm. (laughs) (laughs) okay wait my battery's gonna die i need to change it pause I was like, what are we just talking about? And Sean's like, it doesn't matter. I don't know how you're relating it to loneliness anyways. I, I was like, and? 
Okay. And you took offense to it because it's real and honest. <laughs> it was a little too cut too deep. Yeah. A little too real and honest. No, I was just saying like with we were talking about exes. And I think it was I think it's a, a kind of a trippy thing that like the natural human order of running into your ex has been postponed for so many people. And now people. it's like now it's hyper layering up. Yeah. Like now, now we have a flare up. We have a flare. Yeah. Do they have a cream for that? <laughs> we need the cream. Yeah. Because I'm literally like, I think they're coming out of the woodwork. No, they are. I and then one of my other friends recently went through a breakup and we've just recently talked about this. We're like, oh my God, what do we do now? Like everyone knows the same spaces. What are we doing? And now? I feel like I haven't been in the position in a while both between friends breaking up and it being a time where the world's like open up uh-huh. that like that's a thought process during it and to bring it back to loneliness uh, oh. do you feel like when you run into exes if you're still single it like stirs loneliness <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ do I think it stirs loneliness for me? Because you're like, oh, that was like a comfortable thing. That like tonight we'd just be going home together and like that was comfortable. No, it you're doesn't like, stir. God. No, it's like somewhere in the middle. Okay. I think I, I mean, I haven't run into somebody mm-hmm. in person, but I would say like my thoughts seeing it from yeah. just like a photo already is that I can like take that situation mm-hmm. and say, we didn't work out for X, Y, Z. Yeah. I hope this person is, you know, mm-hmm. giving you X, Y, Z and you're giving this person X, Y, Z. It doesn't like, I never feel like I want to like go back there or anything. Yeah. It doesn't stir loneliness. If anything, it does the opposite most of the time. Right. Because I'm like, I'm single for a reason. And if I felt like there was something that mm-hmm. wasn't right, I probably would have tried to like solve that. Like I would have yes. tried to like get back together. With you would somebody. have like reached out. So if anything, it kind of just like, it's a little jarring, I would mm. say. And it like, it, I immediately, it takes like a little hit to the heart just cause I think it's like shocking yeah. naturally. But my, my feeling after that is I feel like like calmed almost oh I love that in a weird you. way oh. but you know what on the opposite end of calmed yeah. you know it doesn't make me feel calmed about what? loneliness realizing as queer people that if you don't have kids and you're not in a relationship you'll like die alone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or you have enough money that you're like in some sort of like bougie care home that they're like spoon feeding you like split pea soup. Yeah. You know what else I thought about this? Well, we can circle back to that Mm -hmm. whole thing. But you know what else I thought about? If I'm old, right? Yeah. Like my grandma passed away this year and she was very elderly. And am I still going to be caring about like being vegan when I'm like that old? Oh, Jesus. Because I was like the biggest pain in the ass at the fucking I know because I was like you're in this care home and they're giving you jello, but jello's not vegan. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm, I was, I don't think you care at that point. I was asking the question. Do you right? think you care at that point? I don't point? know. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I think if jello is like the only thing you can stomach, you're eating jello. That's true. But yeah, that is a weird thing to think about. I feel like with, along with people getting mm-hmm. married, yeah. Um, straight people for sure are in, 
your sister yeah. uh, are in um, baby zone. Yes. We're in the age that it's baby zone. Yeah. Cousins of mine. Yeah. Everybody's having babies. But now mm-hmm. we're also at the time that queer people, you and just like other people yeah. are genuinely talking about like, I should think about freezing my eggs. I should yeah. think about like all these things. Yeah. That is wild. Cause that just, that like forces my thoughts about loneliness to think like, mm-hmm. like 60 years from now, which oh, is like Jesus. terrifying You're spiraling. Oh yeah. No, I totally get that because I think there was a, there's a time frame in queer spaces where you kind of feel like, time slows down and it's like safe and comfy because even though all your old high school friends that are straight are getting married and knocking out babies, it's like, yeah, but that's just what the straights are doing. But then when it gets to the point that all your peers that are gay are like getting married and potentially having babies, it feels like, oh, this is real because this is like not just what they thought they were supposed to do. Now it's a this choice. This is like what they actually wanted to yeah. do. Like they weren't just like, okay, finish college next step. I'm supposed to do this. They're like, they've really thoroughly thought about this. And we're at the point where people are literally, I have multiple friends that are divorced. Yeah. And like re on and in their next relationship. Like that's a crazy milestone. Y- Divorce you know, is, yeah. To think about. <laughs> yeah, for them it is. Fuck. <laughs> it must suck. It didn't seem that crazy. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you saying that made me think of something. As a queer person, I don't know if you can relate to this. Maybe some folks listening can. Often when I'm feeling the most lonely mm-hmm. is not for a lack of being surrounded by people, but being in a space where I feel like I am toning down my personality or not truly being myself because of my queerness or because I feel like as I get older as a queer person and as I'm surrounded by more queer people, I have less to connect with people living more heteronormative lives on by choice yes yes (laughs) yeah and I feel like it's kind of like that weird realization where you're having like a dinner table conversation and you're just like oh we're not on the same twitter yeah or like oh we're just not on the like you bring up someone that like if you brought it up in any queer space like I don't know a public figure or something like that they'd be like disgusting hate that person they suck whatever and you bring them up and they're like right aren't they the smartest or something and you're like what what the fuck and it's just this weird moment of like kind of feeling like really disconnected. Yeah. And I feel like as I get older and maybe more radical about my beliefs or like Radically knowing. Gay. Yeah, yeah. And well, knowing my beliefs are like really important. I think when you're younger, especially for millennials, I will say like our fucking generation really shit the bet on this thinking it's not important to vote and not important to have an opinion in politics and be like, oh, we're just not political people. Yeah. Like Gen Zers fucking showed up at the polls. Okay. I sure did. Um, millennials notoriously shit the bet on that. And I think it's because our generation was just like, when we were growing up, it wasn't like super bad or polarizing either way. And we also didn't have social media to like show us a lot of like news and stuff constantly. True. So we were just like ignorance is, ignorance is bliss to not know what was fucking going on. And in turn, we were like, things seem all right for me. We don't need to vote. And we just didn't. Yeah. And th- there was this whole like thought process of like, I'm just not a political person. 
And I think as I've gotten older, I'm more aware that that's just something that I viscerally disagree with saying. Like, I think it's very privileged and out of touch to get to not be a political person or get to not care about different topics or want to just keep things light. And I think I have less patience for toning those things back about myself. Fair. So when I'm in spaces where that's happening, like, you know, family dinners, talking to extended relatives, or even just like, honestly running into like old friends from school that I'm like, I become very aware very quickly that what we used to connect on almost isn't there anymore. Fair. And I recently went to um, like a move-in party for a friend that like a, what is it called? Um, housewarming. housewarming. <laughs> yeah. Mo- <laughs> so we all moved their stuff We in. all yeah. just moved. <laughs> yeah, no. I went to a housewarming party for someone and it was all people that like for so many years I felt so connected with and still consider friends. And I was there and I was just listening to the conversation. And I was like, I just feel like I don't have things to contribute in yeah. this space. Like, I feel like we are just on completely different planets. Yeah. Not that they were even saying anything like, it's not like they were saying polarizing political views the other way, I mean, but just Trump like 2024. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, like there, you know, I think they would agree with me on most political issues, but just like even the shows they watch yeah. and what they think's important and where they're at in their life and stuff. And it just, I, I remember feeling like very lonely. Like I was just kind of like awkwardly laughing along and like, I don't know how to get in on this conversation. I also weirdly think that a lot of that is because of the pandemic though too, because it's yeah. like we had to choose our bubbles and yeah. move forward. And then it's That's like, true. now we're reconvening after like three years of not seeing each yeah. other. And it's like, Oh, we, forged very different paths in that time that's a very (laughs) fair point that's very true because it's like certain people stayed connected and it's like any small divide that you had before you just like kept going in that direction the other way and then you come back and you're like oh we have not been doing the same thing for the past two years that is (laughs) very true honestly and i also feel like when you're in those spaces and you can't share things that you think are like very true to you or like joyful to you whether it's like a gay joke or whatever, <laughs> a good gay joke, a, you know, just a fucking good dyke <laughs> joke. You know, let me, let me live over here. It does feel kind of like isolating. One of my things for feeling isolating mm-hmm. with loneliness specifically is being single and, um, trying to like navigate the discussions of being single with like family that's straight. <laughs> right. Because there's so many layers to like, I know that if my sister was straight and she was talking about like going on dates with like my mom and dad or like some Mm -hmm. other people, it's like, there's only like a few conversations or directions that that can go. But I feel like queer dating is so like nuanced and like layered Mm, and confusing that I feel myself like my mom will ask, you know, how's Mm -hmm. dating? And not to say that she's doing this in a malicious way, no. but I'm like, I think she's asking to be kind, yeah, but like she doesn't really care because she doesn't understand it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily care to tell her because I don't feel like describing all the layers to it. See, that is what <laughs> I think I was trying to put my finger on when I was rambling earlier, (laughs) I find myself constantly around straight people, whether it's family members or friends or whatever it is constantly. They go, what's new? And I go, 
Not much. Not much. Even though there's tons. Okay, well, apply that logic because I think we both did a circle and then mm. met in the middle apply mm. that logic to like somebody asking like how's dating going and you're like Fuck. and you're like how do i get into this you just go good and i think somebody you just saying good and like knowing that it's not or knowing that it's like yeah. more layered that is like such a lonely feeling like right that there yeah you know because you're like good but good you're like oh it's so much more good. than that but, but yeah we're like bad but i don't want to get in you know yeah yeah it's just yeah because it's like you feel like not only are you lonely in the the situation mm-hmm. but then you feel isolated because like they won't understand or they won't you know i totally yeah empathize with that i think i think that being a single person especially when it doesn't line up with when your other friends are single or everyone's like vibing in that route is like one of the most isolating feelings totally especially in current day and i'm gonna fucking sound like the grandma of all grandmas we already know i'm an old witch so whatever where it's just like it's so even the dating part of it is disconnected, like the apps and everything. It's yeah. so disconnected in general. Feels like inhuman a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. That I feel, I, I don't know. I just, I know myself and I think I would do terribly at it. Yeah. I mean, we've joked on this podcast, half joked, it's mostly true, <laughs> about how terrible I am trying to even make a fucking friend. True. Like, that wasn't a joke. That's what I'm saying. Still, still trying out here. Still fucking trying out here. Um, Oh my god, I have an update with that. Oh no. Can I give you an update? I've decided that they are not my friend. Could have told you that. (laughs) I know, but my delusion has cleared. My delusion. It takes a while for my delusion. It does. Yeah. And to say to myself, the antibiotics, to say to myself, hold on a second. You have now reached out or asked them to hang out or followed up with messages or been the person to instigate conversation 97 times. Yeah. And maybe you should have stopped on like the 92nd, you know, but you stopped. So. And uh, yeah, and I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> this is actually sad. This is sad. I thought to lonely? myself, yeah, it did actually kind of. It, well, I think it was it was too much of a realization. I knew it was true already, but I didn't want it to be true. I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to not reach out and see. And then I will be able to because what I, my delusion is I talk a lot and I reach out a lot because I'm always like, let's go for it. Like, yeah. let's make it happen. Like. I mean, fuck, the reason we have a podcast is because when we met, I was like, let's do a podcast together. And I was like, what's like, your name? <laughs> literally, you're like, security, please get yeah. this woman away from me. <laughs> I I feel like I have always been that person. So in turn, I could, I, it's hard for me to decipher. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm so socially not normal. It's, it's, uh, it's, as I get older, it's baffling to me yeah. how I've gone this far. It's hard for me to genuinely decipher. And this is actually like me being vulnerable here, like jokes aside. Okay. It's hard for me to actually pick up on cues and decipher when I am, when the reason that they are not seeming as engaged is because I'm already doing all the engaging. So why would they have to also put in the work? Yeah. Like basically I'm already taking up all the air and I'm already making things happen. So they're just along for the ride. 
And that does happen for me often. Right. Because I'm a very like go person. Or if they are just not wanting to be on the ride. And I actually like, I don't know. I don't know the difference. Yeah. I literally don't. Well, at least you have acknowledged that now. Yeah. So the first I, step is acceptance. I think like that's my new tool of like just being like, I have clearly given enough and engaged enough that I've shown that I am interested in forming a friendship or a relationship. If I now give it the air, will they fill that space? Like, will they meet me halfway? Do you know what I think it is for you? What? I think that you are (laughs) a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. I think that you are bad at... Um, not letting things be like a finite solution. I think that right. you are bad at saying like, maybe this person will just be like a positive acquaintance. Like I think you view something yeah. as like, we need to be friends or like we need to right. not be friends. Whereas like, that's true. You feel like you need to push it into like full friendship or it's like mm-hmm. nothing almost. Like even at the beginning of this conversation when I said, I've decided we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a very, <laughs> that's a very true statement because that's like, again, I don't think I know, like, so, I don't know how to navigate like social norms yeah. <laughs> in the sense that like I have I'm I've always been that way. I'm either like all in with someone, I'm so loyal to them, I'm like yeah fully like have their back. I feel like they're meeting me in the same way. Or I'm like, oh they don't want to be friends with me. Yeah. I don't know levels of of engagement. Yes. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean it was the same we've talked about on this podcast when I was dating. Like I would go on first dates, chill, fine, cool, whatever. But if I like you, holy fuck. Exactly. Like this better rev up to a hundred. You're doing the same thing, but with friends. But with friends. Yeah. So what you're saying is that these people could just be a positive acquaintance. I'm saying these people probably still really enjoy you, but maybe their friend circle is full or maybe they have something, but they obviously they're responding. They've... They've interacted yeah. with you, yeah, but they don't feel the need to push it to best friendship, hanging out, and all this stuff. Yeah, they're okay, leaving it as like, oh, I see this person out and I like them. See, but that's so sad to me. They don't even want to paint pumpkins. No, but very few people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, yeah, this has been really something eye-opening for you maybe it's been like a therapy session (laughs) yeah i will be charging you for this one (laughs) invoice me that's fair um wherever you're listening make sure to follow subscribe make sure to head over to our instagram (laughs) (laughs) podcast (laughs) and join the patreon if you want video you can follow sean at sean.lusk and myself at brianne williamson click click on my bio to help me fund my fucking film please God, there's so many great rewards there. And literally, if you don't want any of the rewards and you just have a dollar, that would be so sick. Um, and that's about it. Five stars, five stars only. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood.